This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. Oh, I've got a truly amazing guest in store for you today, and we'll get to her in just a moment. So I'm going to go real fast. I want to first get to my little section from my book, Everyday Awakening. Um, let's get to that, and then I'll introduce her to you right away. Our section today is called Our Mistakes Are Not Here to Make Us Feel Bad. They're Here to Teach Us. Sometimes we feel powerless to do anything about our circumstances, possibly because they are the result of what we have done in the past, or possibly because the forces involved are so much greater than us. Yet our personal power is not about changing others. It is about changing ourselves. Yes, we make mistakes. Yes, sometimes we do things that we know are not in complete alignment. Yes, sometimes we do take a shortcut and then it blows up in our face. Now we are forced to deal with the consequences of our actions, those things that we thought no one would ever find out, the things we were so careful to keep hidden. Now they all come out. There is nothing we can do about it except admit to what we have done and take responsibility for it. Even if there, is there was not a malicious intent, there is the right, it is the right thing to do. We may be powerless to stop the forces at work. Yet if we learn our lesson and stand up for what's right and accept the results of the seeds we have sown, then we can move forward. We cannot change the past or what we have already done. We cannot unring that bell. So to find our sense of balance and power, we must accept. Accept what has happened. Accept what we have caused, intentional or not. Accept that this is now that it is now our turn to own up to our mistakes. We can learn to be better for it. We can come to a new place of transparency and honesty. We can move forward, not to get past it, not to get through it, but to own it. Yes, we may lick our wounds and bow our heads in shame, yet we cannot stay in shame. So we pick ourselves up, look for the support we need and begin again as if for the first time, learning to be better for what we have experienced. Yes, it hurts, yet we don't have to live there. And with time, we can raise our heads once again to see the sunshine. So what mistakes have you made that you've learned a lot from? What mistakes are you ready to forgive yourself for? 
this is a really important section of my book. Um, and I wrote this a few years ago after I made a really big mistake. And, and, and many of you know, and you've heard me talk about the shamanic work that I do and how important it is. And, and it took a number of years for me to graduate and become a facilitator. Um, yet after, in, in the middle of my training, I associated myself with someone who turned out not to be very stable. And I had started working with this person and it all blew up in my face in a big way. And I thought I was going to get kicked out of the training program. I thought I'd never end up becoming a facilitator. I really was so down and so upset at myself for not seeing the red flags, for not um, really like paying attention to what was going on and my motivations and everything else. Luckily, I did not get kicked out. Luckily, they had a lot of compassion for me. And uh, I stayed with the program. And as, as my regular listeners, listeners know, I graduated last year. And it was a huge lesson for me. And, and the lesson was in not just forgiving myself for the mistakes I had made, but owning up to it and and learning and and really owning it and really say and really being honest with myself why did i do what i did how not to make the same mistake again and and to really use it as an opportunity to say to better myself and say i am not that person anymore i am never going to be like that and and from this day forward i am committed to being a different person. And, and it's so funny how when I work with people myself, when they've made a big mistake, when, when they've done something that they feel is almost unforgivable, and it's only unforgivable because they can't forgive themselves, other people normally can forgive them. Now, sometimes, yes, we make horrendous, awful, horrible mistakes, and they lead to real tragedy. And those can be very challenging to forgive ourselves. But ultimately, it's about learning. It's about learning from both our successes and our failures. And, and I think my guest today will agree with me. We sometimes learn a hell of a lot more from our failures than we do from our successes. But we learn from them. And then we move forward and we don't keep uh, marinating in the misery of, of how we feel in the moment. And that, it, that, you know, we just have to pick ourselves up, pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off and say, today is a new day. And from this day going forward, I vow to change. So that's what this section is all about. It, it, it is, has deep meaning for myself personally in my own life. I hope it touches some of you in your life. Um, I know I'm, I'm kind of getting through it. It's a big, it's a big section, but um, I really want to get to my guest today. And I am so, so honored and pleased to introduce to you uh, CEO, speaker, trainer, best-selling author, Laurel Langemeyer. Um, hey. La hey, Laurel, yeah. how are you? Thank you Thanks so much. I know you're on the road. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show today. That's great. 
So Laurel is a money expert, speaker, entrepreneurial thought leader, and five-time best-selling author who is on a relentless mission to change the conversation around money and empower people around the world to become millionaires. She's the CEO and founder of Living Out Loud, Inc., where she shares her best advice without hesitation or apology. Laurel has created, nurtured, and perfected a three- to five-year strategy to make millions for the average Jill and Joe. Um, her company has served thousands of individuals worldwide, creating hundreds of millionaires through wealth building, education, keynotes, workshops, products, event programs, and coaching services. Thank you, Laurel. I, I, again, uh, I, you know, I've Thank known you. about you. Your, your reputation precedes you by, by decades, I think. Um, and so it was a real thrill when, when Teresa from the EBC connected us and we were able to have you come on the show. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate being here today. Love this wonderful. conversation. Wonderful, wonderful. I, I always like to start off a little bit with giving our audience a little bit of background about yourself. And, and, and I okay. always like, like to know, like, were there any inklings that, that this is what you would be doing with your life when you were a little girl? Like, did, no. did you have a little lemonade stand and, or sell Girl Scout <laughs> cookies and beat all the other Girl Scout cookie sales? Yeah, but I didn't do Girl Scouts. I was uh, grew up on a farm in Nebraska. So, wow. you know, I was out walking beans and rogan corn and cleaning mm. pig and cattle and barns and rodeoing. And so uh, my first official where I got money and it was mine and it wasn't part of the whole family farm was I had a little mowing business at 13. Um, wow. And so, you know, it's interesting growing up with the farm, you know, dad and family. And then my mom was a caterer um, who helped su supplement the income. So again, it was such a great lesson to now see. I mean, she made it into a well, well, well into six figure catering business. So it was just like, Oh, this little thing. And I'm like, Oh, mom, it's not a little thing. It's a big thing. Most, <laughs> most people, especially women don't get to six figures. So I grew up in that entrepreneurial energy, but I didn't grow up with the conversation. And I think that's, you know, when you talk about, you know, being conscious and aware and, you know, I said to and you know we're not taught this conversation that really deeply affects our subconscious it affects our behavior so i grew up around it did a conversation or didn't grow rich right right and when, and when you you actually went to college and you graduated and then you started working for like a major corporation yeah. But, mm -hmm. but was there something specifically that happened in your life that, that kind of pushed you into the entrepreneurial mindset? And um, Well, when I first went to college, uh, at 17, I, I, I was in a, uh, an event. I don't even remember the event. I've been asked that so many times, and I really don't remember the event. But Dennis Waitley handed me the book. You know, it was one of those stages where you run to the front of the room. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I got a book. And it was Think and Grow Rich. So just reading that, it was definitive. Like, I remember that going into college thinking, why do, why isn't this the book that you grow up with? Like, right. how come nobody knows this stuff? How come this is the first time I'm like, you know, I, I, I just remember being so deeply engaged with it and then started studying with my bachelor's degrees in finance and business. Like, why so few people can figure this money thing out? And then when it all comes down to it, I mean, we're not taught. And... Um, so I always, I think, always had that entrepreneurial venture. Um, and because like, I either had to go get a job to supplement what I did, you know, so I was a, at a private university, 
or I had to continue to be an entrepreneur. So I was always in the gym because I had a basketball scholarship. And I remember telling this guy at 18 years old, what are those people doing following people around? And he said, those are personal trainers. And I said, how much do they get paid? And he said, 40 bucks an hour. I said, I'm a personal trainer. So I've always had it in me. I've always been that little brat, I'd say, you know, this like, you know, I'm going to figure it out. So I've always had that. And, and then I think my defining moment was I went to Chevron at 24, but it was on a contract. And the only reason I had to become an employee, I couldn't afford the helicopter insurance to fly around and do, uh, uh, to do fitness centers on the offshore oil rigs. <clears throat> and I just remember hating the confinement of a job. It's just never been my thing. So I would say I have a job. I had a job for a little minute. Um, I do appreciate it, though. I mean, the training you get in that corporate structure is interesting. Um, and I used it to grow, you know, an eight figure organization and from, you know, 82 employees and 120, you know, reps and being in six continents around the world. I mean, I clearly use the Chevron leadership and executive training to build what I built. Um, but, you know, back to your first question, Sam, you know, if I look back now, I mean, I've been doing this for just a minute, right? 25 years. Um, if, if somebody would have said, you know, did you architect this one day on big whiteboard when you were, you know, in your twenties and thirties, it's like, no, you know, life just, I think life gives you roads, you know, and you pick right. a path, you go right, right or left, you pick a path. And then if that really doesn't work out so well, then you pick another one and you keep picking another one. And then one day, like now you look back and say, damn, that was a good ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Absolutely. an awesome ride. I, I, I can so relate. I can so relate because I first, uh, my first personal development book I read in college was um, The Magic of Thinking Big. Mm. And it was mm. like, wow. And and so after that, I started reading Think and Grow Rich and like all of those po power of positive thinking. Um, yeah. and, and I and I started my career working for financial institutions and and uh, 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 banking industry for like the first nine years of my career. And then I was like, yeah, this doesn't really work for me and became a consultant just to yeah. start off. And I've had a lot of different businesses and different industries and, and did different things. But it was like, I just did what was in front of me. It, it was kind of like an opportunity showed up, felt good. Okay, I'll say yes to it. And that's what I did. And and it's like, even up to what I'm doing today. I mean, this, this radio network, I just happened to meet a guy at a party who decided to become a Buddhist monk was selling off all his worldly goods. And I'm like, ah, um, this is kind of cool. You know, maybe I can buy this from him and, and make it my own. And I've been doing this 11 and a half years. I mean, it's the longest yeah. I've, I've ever stuck with anything. So it, it's kind of funny how if we pay attention, right? And, right? and just say yes to what life brings to us, like yeah. we really can have a, an amazing life. Um, okay, it, it, it's time for us to take a quick break. Um, okay. And we're going to go out to break. And when we come back, um, I want to talk a little bit about sort of how you created this system where you can help almost anybody to become a millionaire. And why is it important? Like, why should we even think about becoming a millionaire? You know, sometimes we, we, we assume like, oh, more money is always good. And we sometimes don't ask that basic question of like, why? Okay. I love that. Perfect. 
Awesome. Awesome. Uh, and I see on the Facebook Live, loyal listeners, Patty and Sanaya checking in. Uh, thank you, Patty and Sanaya. Glad you guys are with us. We're going to have a wonderful conversation today. Everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on talkradio.nyc. And we're all over Facebook with our Facebook Live. And we will be right back after these messages. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We're speaking with best-selling author, speaker, trainer, Laurel Langermeyer. Um, uh, so, uh, Laurel, you've over the years developed this system, for lack of a better word, to, to help people to achieve financial freedom. And, and, and you're really like a millionaire maker. Yep. Um, so, I wrote the book. <laughs> wrote the book called the millionaire maker yep then how to run a seven-figure business and then how to invest so that's part of the system in april i have my fourth book in that millionaire maker series how to make your kids millionaires so i made my kids millionaires on paper by 10 each i have two i have 22 and 15 year old and uh by 10 years old on paper obviously under my entities and how i tell you to structure it they became millionaires so now we're coming out with a book about it so there is a full system there's an exact step by step um, but I want to answer your question, Sam. Uh, no one's ever asked me that before, which I so appreciate it, is why? Why is it why? important? And, you know, I always tell the people who, who see a million as daunting, at least become a hundred thousand air. Because here's what I can tell you at least about a hundred thousand air. 
if you're not going to go to a, at least a six-figure business, which is call it what it is, it's $100,000, $8,333.33 8, $8, a month. That's mm-hmm. not a lot of money. Once you, right. I mean, especially if you have a family and you want to do stuff and you want to, you know, buy things, I mean, you live on a chunk of it. You pay tax on a small amount. If you work with me, you pay a little amount. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you still, want, you still want, want and need to invest for your future and put money away and got it compounding. There's just not enough money, Sam. I mean, 100000 can maybe get you by, but as an entrepreneur, you got to, how are you going to hire the marketing team, the sales team, the accounting team, the fulfillment team, the technology team? Right. You don't have enough money. So most business owners fail because they can't break that six-figure mark. Right. We're, we're conditioned to be employees. We're not conditioned to be entrepreneurs and you right. can't take employee skills and move it over to this thing called being an entrepreneur. Right. And so, you know, my passion probably more people into at least a six figure entrepreneur in their life, they can breathe. Mm-hmm. Then you, then let's get serious about being a millionaire and why be a millionaire. I say, because you can. Right. Why not? I mean, forget it. Cause I just want to see if I could figure it out. Like, right. I, did I intentionally go out and say, I want to make my kids millionaires. I think there was a part of it. Like when I was a single mom, by the way, when I chose to be a mom, um, he didn't want to be a dad. It was a pretty simple model. Okay. And I just said, you know, I just, again, I love challenges. It's like, well, let's just see if I can do it. If I don't, I right. don't, but let's go see if I can do it. I can just tell you a million will change your life. A million is going to change your generational life. A million gives you a lot of choices, and especially in this economy, this political environment, which is creating a very intense economy for mm-hmm. for for entrepreneurs. Um, so there's just there is a lot of freedom in it. Let me ask but you. If you a don't question. want it, I'm going to say go to a hundred thousand, please. <laughs> okay. Do you remember when you realized you had broke that million mark? Do you remember how you felt when you achieved that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew exactly. It was my thirty. It was the June nineteen ninety nine and my thirty fourth uh, birthday. So I was. I got pregnant um, and decided to have my son January eighth, nineteen ninety nine. I like said, all right, he's not going to be here. I'm going to go do this. So I called the mentor that I was resistant hiring because it was like over twenty thousand dollars, and I was like, oh my gosh. Wow. And him, his first homework assignment was, well, what are you going to do? You're going to like go back to. Jeremy, you can go back and get a job. Your assignment is as a single mom, you're going to obviously have to have a nanny or some help. How are you going to do it? And how much money do you need? And I came back to him within a day and I said, I don't know, let's go for $40,000 a month, right? Because I live in Salcedo, California. I had a fun life. And I thought, well, you know, I didn't need that much, but I want to do invest. And so I said, 40000 He said, all right, let's get busy. And so he said, tomorrow he teaches capital. We're going to go into real estate. So within six months, I became a millionaire. Now, I had a lot going on. I was already making hundreds of thousands. I mean, it wasn't like I'd start from a dead stop, you know, start. But people about this plan, the system, sequencing. If you don't do the right thing, right time. Like right now, we're headed to the end of 2021, right? People are watching this into 22 and other years. Um, end of a year, it's so critical that you get incorporated, you your qualified plans up here there are to do in the right order and I didn't know those and that's what he taught me uh, i remember it, in june 19 i had hit my had a different not different it, i'm still going to get up tomorrow so we're going to do i was all 
also the mass distributed cash flow. So Laurel, your 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 internet I seems to be cutting in and out a little bit. So just, just to let you know, Laurel, your internet's cutting in and out a little bit. So maybe you can. I know I know you're excited. And you usually talk pretty fast, but maybe you can slow down for us a little bit just to make sure that we catch everything that you're saying. And... I remember that. So, uh, to answer, how did it feel? Can you see? Can you hear me now? Yeah, hear you now. Can you hear me? Okay. So, how did it feel? Um, you know, it wasn't like a publisher's clearinghouse day. <laughs> it yeah, wasn't yeah. like uh, this big moment where, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my God, you know, it's you're going to get up and do thing. I was the man. Cash flow games with the report app. So I used to do cash flow games. Actually, at that point, we bigger, and I built a huge coaching program around teaching other people how to be real estate millionaires. And um, yeah, I, I was very good about when I did. Yeah. Yeah. You're still kind of cutting in and out a little bit, okay. Laurel. Um, so. Uh, how about how about this? I want to we're, we're a little bit early, but I want to go to a commercial break. Give you a chance just to check the computer and make sure there's not okay. some extra programs running or anything um, on what's going on, because okay. uh, it, it's it's we, we lost a lot of what you said. And I want to make sure to capture it. So let's take a quick break. We'll go okay. out to break a little bit early. And when we come back, we'll have a little extra time in the mm-hmm. next segment um, and, and we'll pick it up from there. OK. Perfect. All right, good. Thanks. Thank you. All right. So everybody, please stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Our guest this hour is Laurel Langemeyer and we will the millionaire maker, and we'll be right back after this. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauber, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. So, Laurel, if I could just, just kind of recap what you were saying before we went to break, when your internet kind of broke up a little bit. Um, you, you had a mentor, and the mentor basically kind of said, you know, what are you going to do as a single mom? Yeah. But, but also put, put in front of you sort of a blueprint or a plan of like step A, yeah. step B, getting incorporated, doing the right yeah. things in the right times so that it all comes together. Is that right? Right. And I call it sequencing. And a lot of times people don't sequence properly, um, which is, I say, doing the right thing at the right time. Right. Right. Okay. So your internet seems much better now. Um, so you, you were about to kind of answer my question about how you actually felt at the moment when you realized, oh, I'm a millionaire now. Well, I said it wasn't a publisher's clearinghouse moment. It wasn't right. like, you know, oh my gosh. So, I mean, it was very intentional. We were buying real estate. Um, he was teaching me how to raise capital, how, and I was again the master distributor of the cash flow game. So, I would host cash flow games and I had clubs all over the country and Canada. And so, that's where a lot of my database was coming from was from the cash flow games. Then I would do some financial literacy coaching. And then from that, you know, a lot of people say, well, what are you doing? And then we started doing tours in Oklahoma City and Oklahoma, Norman, Oklahoma actually is my millionaire market where I bought millions of dollars with the whole team though. And I think that's also, I didn't do it alone. I think so many people think they're going to go do this journey by themselves. I mean, I didn't know how to do half the stuff he taught me then to do, which I know how to do now, but you know, you join a team that's already really successful. You know, I just kind of got in there. What I brought to that group was an enormous database, right? Because I had built 15, 18,000 people since 1996 playing cash flow games all over the world. So I tapped that database and I said, hey, I'm going to go be a real estate millionaire like I do anything. I announce it and I say, who wants to come with me? And a lot of people kept flying in and we just built this whole system. And it just, I mean, it, that continued until 2005 and six. So, we so had a great, you, great run. It, it's kind of like you make it sound very easy. Like, okay, there's a system. You just follow the system. But, but what prevents, like, and, and you, like you say, you, you do it for like the average Jill and Joe. What prevents, like, just people that you've worked with over the years? I'm sure you've seen different resistances, different challenges that come up. What is it that makes it difficult for people to sort of achieve that? What is it we need to be aware of? Mm. So I'd, I'd say it's in it's in one big category, um, and it's all themselves. I mean, they're obviously they're blocked. So it can come in the form of work ethic or lack thereof, right? People just don't want to do the work. Um, they're so ingrained in the old model of you know go to school and get a job. They're so ingrained that when yeah. you move them to be an entrepreneur, it's 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 it's, it's, it's not difficult. It's different. It's so different. Like I have a client right now in Minnesota. Great, great clients, uh, you know, typical mom and dad. And we've given them a huge strategy. And yesterday their response was, oh, I'm going to go back to our old accountant and check it out. I said, if your old accountant knew how to do these strategies, they would have done it. You don't go back to your old team who doesn't, that didn't know how to do any of this and ask them about new high, you know, high value strategies. You just, and so I think a lot of it um, because is who they surround themselves with. Right. I'm just giving you a kind of a bundle of reasons. Um, and so they keep going back to their friends and family and their old network and asking, oh, is Laurel right? Is Laurel right? Is Laurel's team right? Uh, and it's like, well, of course we're right. But you can't validate that against a team who doesn't have the same experience or knowledge. And then I say the big one, right, is they don't believe they can do it. They truly don't right. believe they can do it or they're so about themselves, they're not willing to ask for help. So it's kind of a bundle, but it's all about their same stuff. 
It's them blocking themselves from asking for help, getting a team, thinking they can do it, asking their, you know, their old networks. I mean, it's a combination of that, but that's a lot of combination. I mean, that stuff rolls up into quite the bundle of a mess and they get stuck. Now, Now, one of the things you say is that, you know, you come from relatively humble beginnings and if you could do it like anyone can do it, what was the most difficult part about becoming successful for you? Stop talking to my then friends and family. Ah, okay. I mean, absolutely. I remember definitively when I flew into Norman, Oklahoma, um, well, it was even before then when I quit Chevron to go follow a Japanese guy in a game. That was the joke. Okay. I mean, here I have this huge <laughs> six-figure job at Chevron in downtown San Francisco as an executive. Um, and I had just had it. I was just done. And I remember, um, and I didn't just like often quit. I mean, I very gracefully transitioned and I became a, a, an executive coach because of the knowledge I had. They couldn't just hire another me. I'd been around too long and right. established too many protocols. So, you know, I just quit, became back as an executive coach and uh, did a lot of team building to build that before I just walked away from it, which gave me some transitional money. But I did. I, I just jumped into being a distributor for the cash flow game. And that yeah. moment was, you know, definitive because people literally were like, what are you doing? You don't even know. And, and Kiyosaki wasn't Kiyosaki. I mean, yes. yeah, yeah. God. but again, that, that like we talked about earlier, the, the road I picked, I, it would have opened up. I mean, I can tell you Sharon Lecter is still my financial mom. Um, oh, yes. I've had Sharon on the show. She's wonderful. Yeah. She's uh, extremely, extremely close to me. So just that moment of jumping, I remember was like just vivid because I just was done and I moved on. So, um, but I, I didn't convince people. I, I remember not telling because I had so much heat about it, about really quitting my job. And then obviously being a single mom, the whole message was move home to Nebraska. I said, I'm not moving home to Nebraska. Home is San Francisco. Home is Sausalito. I, I'm going to live by the water. I live on the water. I'm not going back to Nebraska to a farm. I'm going to figure this out. So I just stopped asking that old network, including my friends and family what I needed to do. And I just leaned into my mentors and I said, my God, I'm going to hold on for dear life and hope this works out. And uh, I, I, in that, I think is a lot of lessons for people. Like people hire us. Like I'm at a conference right now. I probably ran into a dozen of my clients that I haven't seen in a long time. And it's just interesting. It's like, why did you say yes? And then back out. Yeah. I think people say yes a lot and then they back out. They either think it's too hard. They don't believe in themselves, whatever goes on in their head. Um, but I'm always welcoming them back and say, you know, when you're ready, you'll step back in. So, so I'm curious. So one of the things you said is that it is a lot of work, but you have a book called Yes Energy, The Equation okay. to Do Less and Make More. Um, so, so what is the secret to, to be able to work less and make more? Because everybody wants to know that secret. So the work less and make more is hiring a team. So you're making enough that you don't have to do the work. So you're working less, you're leading more is the real answer to that formula. You lead more, you do less of the work. And as you make more money into that six figures, like we talked about, then you hire you know, your marketing team, you can hire your sales team, you can hire the accounting team. So you can hire the team. So you get to do the stuff you want to do. So like, I still do a lot of real estate. I'm developing in Boise right now. Ah. I have a big apartment flipping project in, uh, in Kansas right now. Hmm. I own marijuana licenses in Nevada. So I'm growing about ready to do a huge harvest in 2022. So I have a lot of other, I own some Ford dealerships. I own the black hole. Like I'm very involved in my other assets, but still keep this 
because the do less make more. And, and I say, I'm going to say that specifically to women because women, the number one problem they have is uh, they think they're super mom and they won't hire. And they think it's a less than position to hire home help, for example. Like I wouldn't even know how to function without home help because wow. I've done it as a single mom for so long. I have that teammate who's at the house, who's doing the cleaning, who's doing the food prep, who is, you know, just right beside me getting stuff done. Um, you have to do it. And it's not guilty. And, and they just don't hire. And they're in this, you know, as Robert Kiyosaki calls it, the rat race. They just can't figure out how to get to that next level. Right, right. And, and it's, I, I think it's sort of a similar attitude of young entrepreneurs, as well as women. It's like, we think we have to do it all ourselves. It's like, if I don't do it, it's not going to get done right. But that's very limiting, because we only have so much time in a day. And the only way to create more is by bringing other people in who are experts who are good at what they do, and allow them to do their genius. And we provide the vision we provide the the overall view of of where to go yep absolutely yep so so a lot of people feel like the business environment has shifted a lot over the last couple of years and that and that things are and and it's interesting because i hear two sort of sides of the conversation in some ways people feel there's more opportunity than before because of this whole virtual world opening up and then in other ways people feel it's harder than ever before because people aren't necessarily spending money the way they did how do you see in terms of the overall business trend of is it more difficult? Is it the same? Is it just different in terms of making money today than it was, say, 10, 15 years ago? It's different. It's different. And the volatility because of the political environment, the shutdowns, all the mandates, yeah. all that craziness. I mean, it's caused the entrepreneur to have to get really I'm going to say not only nimble, but really strategic. Yeah. I made, in fact, I made up a word. I might have to write a little book about it. You know, there's emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. In this environment, you got to have strategic intelligence. You got to be mm-hmm. able to navigate and you don't do that alone. Right. Yeah. And, and then there's this new group coming to the workforce <clears throat> called the participation era people. And they have a really interesting value set or lack of value set, I'm going to call it. Um, because this isn't a participation game. Um, We're not going to participate together and hold hands and all get a little trophy because we showed up, you know, and got out of bed one day to become a millionaire and money's not going to do that. Um, And so there's a little wake up call, uh, but they're really, it's interesting. There's a, there's an interesting energy that's coming about that. There's also three new big asset classes that when I wrote my books, weren't even available called cannabis, hemp and CBD. And then the big one's cryptocurrency. Yep. And I think without yep. the pandemic, crypto wouldn't have come to the market as fast as it is. And because uh, of some of these crazy political and financial laws coming down, people are racing, like raising capital and doing deals for real estate or even cannabis or whatever projects that are off Wall Street, which mm-hmm. is what I love the alternatives. Mm-hmm. I mean, even fintech companies are having a hard time because people are moving to digital currency to get the heck out of banking systems. It's yeah. moving faster um so i think the entrepreneurial space is just d- different um and in some cases you know for us that are i'd say older and have been offline for so long i don't know if it's difficult it's different um i think the undercurrent of what's really going on if people aren't paying attention to it is our currency base is changing is faster than we've ever thought 
Like I've even been approached by three different people to take my entire Millionaire Maker series, four books in a game, and put it into a gamified NFT. And I'm probably going to do it. Do I have any idea how to do it? I have no idea how to do it. But it just makes sense uh, because that's where everything is moving. And if you can't keep up and catch up, um, like my 15-year-old daughter, she's been offered, you know, jobs because she is a builder in Minecraft. I mean, it's amazing what these, this next generation is going to bring to the workforce. Kids are getting hired to hack, to do all sorts of stuff. We would have never, I mean, there's no degrees on half of this stuff. Right, right, right. Yes. And, and, and again, I'm a big believer in cryptocurrency. I mean, to me, it just, it, it, to me, it just feels like the wave of the future. And I'd known about cryptocurrency for a number of years, but it seemed like a little complicated to figure out until about a year ago and a friend of mine did a little seminar and I'm like, okay, I got it. And I started to do some stuff with it, made some mistakes, lost some money, but now I'm like, okay, look, I'm not a trader. I'm an investor. And so big difference, difference difference in mindset, but yeah. And, and NFTs, it's like, okay, so now I understand cryptos. Now NFTs are coming out and I'm like, I kind of sort of get it, but, and I'm a tech guy, like I'm my degrees in computer (laughs) science and I'm kind of like, still don't quite get the NFT thing as much. I mean, I, I think I understand it, but I just don't get quite how people value it, but things are, we're in a really different emotional, you know, the way I describe it, it's an emotional arbitrage. Somebody else finds it high value. Uh, There's going to be a price, but can you cash it out in fiat currency? That's yet to be seen at the numbers that are being played on the internet. Because you can yeah. race up any number and make any number online make sense. Can yeah. you cash it out and move it to, say, a piece of land or a real estate transaction? Right, right. I haven't right. seen a lot of that transactional. I might be happening. I'm just unaware of it at this minute. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because it always comes down to, can you actually use this stuff for real, for real things. And I I find, especially one of the things I think that's really indicative of where we're moving when it comes to cryptocurrencies, the fact that, uh, was it El Salvador? um, Venezuela. Oh, Venezuela made Bitcoin like their currency. So did Malta. There's about four countries right now that, um, and El Salvador might be one of them. I don't don't know, but I know Venezuela, Malta, um, two other small islands outside of and inside the African and uh, the European yeah. uh, and, know, islands. And, and isn't it interesting? It seems in some ways that the quote unquote, and I don't like the term third world, but it's in some ways third world countries are better poised to take advantage of some of these changes because they don't have all the infrastructure we have built in. So they can be more nimble. They can take advantage of things. Yeah, I say uh, it's the unbanked. It's the people who can't bank. Their, their countries don't have banking. Um, in fact, we have a client, we just gave her a huge award. She gave us the horror story over Halloween uh, from the Ukraine. And now that Russia is, you know, imposing on them, I mean, her ability to transact outside of, uh, you know, really any digital currency, it's impossible. I mean, she can't, there's no credit cards, there's no banking. So the unbanked um, and the folks that can't bank in uh, countries who can figure it out, mm-hmm. um, that's the so, only way they can transact. We just got a couple of minutes till our next break. I'm curious, like, uh, so I've heard cannabis, I've heard, I've heard uh, Bitcoin, like, what kinds of opportunities do you see today that average people can take 
advantage of that you know if i'm living i mean i'm in new york city but i mean if i was living in you know some suburb in georgia or i'm out in arizona or wherever like like what sort of things do you think people should be looking at as possibilities i i I love all the alternatives i'm in every one of those Mm. um and i think the average person can get in um in fact i own uh, a fintech company called iflip and i on that link that laurel l-o-r-a-l dot club um i actually give everyone a free app and in december that group uh will be coming out with digital currency wallets so you know just folks that want to do a very kind of I'd say safe and gentle. It's just through a software, but it it tracks you in the market. It takes you out of the market if the market starts falling. Um, it's just a safe way to get into a lot of them. You can do some, you know, cannabis stocks. You, you're just going to get in gently and start learning. And then for those who really want to own direct, like own the land of cannabis or own, you know, mm-hmm. then, yeah, you know, that's what I teach. I teach people how to go find that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's one aspect of cannabis I don't hear a lot of people talking about that I understand is really good is is land or facilities built to grow cannabis or to, uh, yeah. uh, you know, process cannabis. It's like those ancillary things, not necessarily directly like growing the plant, but what do you do with the plant afterwards? There's all kinds of things. So yeah. anyway, yeah. wonderful. So uh, um, it's time to take our last break of the show. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so thrilled to have you on the show. When we come back, um, let's prognosticate a little bit. Let, let's like kind of look into the future and and also like give people uh, a little bit more of, of where to get started. Like what can people start thinking about doing today in today's environment to start to prepare for the future and move them in a good direction, okay? Okay. Wonderful, Laura. Thank you. And, th- Thank and you. so everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Uh, you're listening either here on Facebook Live or on talkradio.nyc. We're talking this hour with uh, an amazing woman, Laura Langemeyer, best-selling author, CEO, speaker, trainer, um, founder of Living Out Loud, Inc. And we will be right back after these messages. Join us every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern for the Mind Behind Leadership, where we focus on what leadership really means to us and to others. We have practical discussions with the CEOs of some of the world's largest companies, owners of small businesses, and experts in psychology and behavior to get that inside track, what to do, what to avoid, and what really happens. Join me, Graham Dobbin, at the new time, 4 p.m. every Tuesday for the Mind Behind Leadership, here live on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. 
welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking with Laurel Langermeyer here on, on the Conscious Consultant Hour. Um, uh, Laurel, so yeah. for, for people today uh, who, who, let's say, they're, they're hearing this show for the first time, that they've, they've never heard of you, these are you know, relatively new concepts for them, how do you recommend people get started? What, what do people need to do to start to dip their toe in the, more, in the water and move forward in a good direction? Well, I'm going to say follow me. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I agree 100%. I knew I would I say that. Like, well, and I just launched the, um, in July, I launched a brand new YouTube channel. Like really, really have a great team, hired a big team. So it's five days a week. It's really purposeful content. So I say that because, I mean, I can keep telling you, but every day, five days a week. I mean, I've got 10 to 15 minutes on a topic, whether it's NFTs or whether it's on crypto or whether it's on cannabis, I have funding right now. The other thing too, what like, if you look at now, what we're teaching a lot of entrepreneurs is because of the political environment, right? And money's being given out like it's, you know, I should say water, but water's a pretty precious commodity. Um, there, we're helping a ton of our clients, you know, get their credit, get their corporate credit. So getting incorporated and then getting funding. There's so much funding available. So again, being an entrepreneur, but if you're not an entrepreneur and you don't have a company, like a, a proper LLC set up properly, I mean, we have a couple of people on our team that we brought in just to help people get funding. Um, this, uh, we got a couple that is a roofing company. They just got $361,000. I have a development company that's just got about 1.4 million. This is free money for 18 months so there's also in this volatile environment a lot of opportunity but if you don't do it right and again you don't sequence it right you know unfortunately what i get a lot of times people trying to do it cheap and on their own <laughs> get them on the other side where it's messy right what they did is already tangled up their application they've already you know messed some stuff up and it's just more time and expense to fix it uh, but there's a lot available uh, right now. And, and there's so many categories that people could be in. I mean, real estate's on fire. Cannabis is on fire. You know, cryptos are on fire. I'm going to go back to the good old-fashioned gas and oil. Just businesses. I mean, drive around your town. Drive around your town. I mean, from local coffee shops to local restaurants to local auto body shops. I mean, all of those people right now need help. They need financial help. They need expertise. You know, if you want to be, I always say right now, if you want to be a shark right now, you don't need to watch Shark Tank. Go be one in your town. Go walk in. <laughs> go walk into businesses. I mean, um, there's a local dirt bike shop uh, uh, where we live. Um, I know they took on some partners um, because they needed like side by side and dirt bikes and quads. Um, I've been hearing a lot about the, this idea of um, uh, micro transportation that that uh, is doing really well. E bikes, those electronic scooters, the, those like one wheeled things. I see people in the city going around on like those kinds of things seem to be really hot these days. They are. They are. There's, there's a lot of opportunity. I think most people though, again, their heads down, they're doing too much work and they're right. not up here having conversations and thinking. They're not right, connecting right, and thinking. Right. Are you worried about inflation? I've just noticed my, my wife and I, we were shopping and she said she, she went to the, the store the other day and garlic was $7 a pound, which is like unheard of. Do you think that yeah. we're we're about to hit like a big inflationary period? We're already in it. We are in it. In fact, I'm doing a huge campaign, um, a whole different link, um, which deals with we should put our Ask Laurel. It's asklaurel.com forward slash beat inflation. No, it's, I mean, we're here. 
And we're helping consumers, like how do they buy and avoid all the inflation? And there's only really one uh, industry that will stay non-inflationary. And so we're helping a lot of people reroute their buying, um, you know, where they can buy from U.S. made, um, you know, direct to themselves and uh, avoid the inflation. But it's huge. I mean, we're 30 to 100 percent inflation right now. Wow. I mean, no, it's already it's here and it's a crisis. I mean, so you have to put, you know, look at the other side of that equation is if you're not making 30, 50 to 100 percent more. Your tipping point in your financial situation is going to crumble and really fast. So, you know, we do teach people. We're known for that. In fact, on my laurel.club link, I'm giving all of your listeners two tickets to what we call our marketplace, where we teach people how to make money as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're uh, gifting those tickets to people. So how do you make money is one side of that equation and make more, even Mm -hmm. if it's a side hustle. You know, I want to make it a hustle eventually, a real business for you. But any extra money is necessary for any family. Right. And then on the other side, you do have to control and watch your spending. And I'm not a Susie Orman fan. I'm not or Dave Ramsey. I don't say live within your means and constrict your whole uh, life. To do this. Right. No, just make some more money to handle it. But also shop smart. And when you can buy direct right. um and avoid all these inflationary prices, you need to do it. So I have so a what, huge what, campaign. What was that link again? AskLaurel.com forward slash beat inflation. Beat inflation. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, put, it's critical. I just want to post it to the Facebook Live. Beat inflation. Got it. Um, okay. Very, very important. <laughs> Believe me, I'm doing this for me. I'm like, yeah. a, you, no, you've I totally know. convinced me. You know, lots of times I say to people, like, I wait until I actually have them on the show. And I interview them and then it's like, mm, yeah, this is really good stuff. You've convinced me. Um, we, we just got a few minutes left. Um, where do you see things going in the future? Like, like where to, and, and for me, it's like, I'm like done predicting because like this whole pandemic was so unpredictable, you know, five years ago well, we, or, or the, the, the way we've responded to it, I would say was, was a little unpredictable. Where, where do you think we're going in the next five years? Um, I shouldn't say back. I don't think we ever go backwards, right. but um, <laughs> The volatility is not going to go away as long as these mandates. I mean, what I'd love to see is that the science gets, you know, really listened to and watched, um, but it's not. Um, I mean, thank God Virginia happened the other day. I mean, hopefully, I mean, it's pretty clear to live the life that I teach and talk about. I mean, capitalism is at its finest. So what's going on is a complete 100% counter to what's going on. Um, how do we live through it? I think people are going to have to lean towards cryptocurrencies. Uh, the beat inflation, the apple.com, you've got to manage that. You're going to have to learn to make money in jobs um, if no one's paying attention uh, from the airlines to the police force to, you know, first line responders. They're not buying in and they're not going to be told what to do. I mean, some of these mandates are beyond personal, you know, responsibility and liberty. So, Um, I think it's going to be extremely changing workforce. And um, I think you got to get really nimble. And uh, I'm always just going to say cash is king. You better learn to make some money and you better have it in different places and not just one country and not just into and we have a couple of digitals either. So Uh, I think you got to get pretty smart and pretty nimble. I don't know. It's uh, pretty unpredictable. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, for me personally, I mean, while I do believe like we need to be mindful of our neighbors and to take care of our health, but then this idea mm -hmm. of like yeah. forcing people that you have to get vaccinated in order to hold a job like that to me, there, there's just something about that that just doesn't feel right. And yeah. and so it's it's a it's a challenging conversation to have um especially today and it's like where does this take us because I, I mean look let's just take an example you know the personal freedoms we gave up after 9-11 for the sake of security and safety during the height of the pandemic they were still enforcing all of these safety measures against terrorism when there was absolutely nothing going on the terrorists couldn't get here be because we closed off our borders so why do we still have the same things and yeah. and i just don't see in in the public anyone having that conversation and saying hey look like we don't have to keep the things that we've always had just because we've had them like we can let go some of the stuff that maybe temporarily we did because we were in danger but we're not anymore of that stuff well and i also think you know people are pretty damn smart and they can make their own decision about what they want to do and if they make a, a, a decision they can have the you know there's just responsibility and consequence right for those who choose yeah. to not you know get vaccinated they can live with the consequences those who they do they live with the consequences because i've right. seen more people get hurt, have heart issues. My mom got vaccinated. She now has lung and heart issues from it, um, right? But other people are fine. But again, I think it's personal choice, not forced choice. And uh, people need to do what they want to do. And uh, we'll get through this a, a lot. And I'd say in a healthier perspective. Right, right, right. Absolutely, absolutely. Loral, thank you so much. Uh, I've posted the link, uh, Club. Um, so tickets to that and, and, and the askloral.com, uh, anything else you want to let our audience know before we sign off? Well, I just want to tell you, so on that laurel.club, L-O-R-A-L.club, you get a, uh, ebook copy, my millionaire maker, which mm -hmm. gives you those sequence, uh, blueprints. You get two tickets to my marketplace. In fact, we're doing one November 11, 12, and then December, we do it every three weeks. So, um, oh, it's like, it's not a whole full two days. It's just 13 hours. I would say, give me 13 hours. I'll change your life with money. That's my talk track okay. on that. So you will make money. We had a woman just last show three weeks ago, made $21,000 in three days. So wow. it's real. It's not just some phony, fluffy thing. This is real. You bring your stuff. You know, if you want to sell some CBD, you want to sell some water, you want to sell some, you know, makeup. I don't care what you sell. You can sell your time. You can sell your education. You can sell your new, new book, Sam. You can sell whatever you want to sell as long as it's legal and ethical. Uh, but you really make money. And then there's a, there's an app and there's some videos. And you just kind of get to know me more. But that's there's a lot out there. I really encourage people to go see the laurel.club. Absolutely. I'm, I'm signing up uh, as soon as I get off this show. Thank you, Laura. It's been wonderful. Thank you, Sam. Appreciate I it. really appreciate you. Thank you so much. I know during the show, we had a little bit of uh, technical difficulties with the audio, but I think we got through it well. Um, and I just want to say before we go, I don't know if you saw my message. Do you know uh, uh, Dame Doria Cordova? Oh, I love, she's like another mother. DC? Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's I wonderful. DC I was, I was, and Sharon. D, uh, us three? Yeah, us three pal around a lot. We've, yeah, uh, I, we've done a I lot a, of work together. I had a feeling. I had a feeling. Yeah, she's yeah. she's a fellow member on the board of the Evolutionary Business Council with me. And so uh, uh, yep. I just want to make sure you were connected. All right. Well, thank you so much, Laurel. I really thank appreciate you. it. 
And thank you, my loyal listeners, for tuning in this week. Uh, I, I appreciate you staying with us throughout the show. And of course, please don't keep us a secret. If you got some value out of the show, share it with your friend, with your friends, share it with your colleagues, share it with people you think are open and ready to hear this message. Thank you all for tuning in. And just a quick announcement: uh, just let uh, if you'd like to tune in to Frank about health uh, later today, he's doing a special two-hour show starting at four o'clock as opposed to his usual five o'clock. So Frank about health today will be from four to six p.m. And again, tomorrow all of our usual shows. And next week, I hope you've been catching the new shows especially the edge of every day wonderful new show on monday evenings thank you all for tuning in take care we will talk to you next week run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. informed about menopause and how it impacts on your life hi i'm pat duckworth women's health strategist and host of the hot women rock radio show empowering women leaders at menopause join me every thursday at 10 a.m eastern time 3 p.m uk time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. 
To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.